Hi, everybody. You're listening to My Sister Says with Amy, Erin, and Carly. It's just something to listen to. This is episode three. Welcome to another episode of My Sister Says. Today we're going to discuss habits. We'll talk about the challenges and how to make or break them, and how they can make or break you. Ooh. But uh, first we're going to start off like we do every episode and talk a little bit about what we're into. So, uh, Carly, why don't you go first? Okay. Um, So, what I'm into this week is I'm just started getting into it, so I can't fully say that I am I approve of it or not, if it works or not. But it's called the oil cleansing method. Mm. And that's like a, it's a way of washing your face <laughs> um, using oil rather than soaps. I've heard of this. Yeah. So I started trying it out this week because my... I've, my face is just weird, and I think it's my skin is just sensitive to certain things, like different ingredients and fragrances and stuff. So I'm trying to figure out a natural way of washing my face. So oil cleansing method is basically just you take like a a base oil. I use castor oil. I think that's the recommended oil to use, and then you mix it with other types of oil. I'm using sweet almond oil, Mm. and I put a little bit of lavender essential oil in it as well. And you just put it on your face and rub rub it around, and then you take a warm washcloth and put it over your face, and it's supposed to, like, um, what's it called when you steam kind of steams your face opens up your pores and stuff yeah and then you wipe it all off really well and then you don't i haven't really had to moisturize afterwards or do anything else yeah Mm -hmm. and it's been so far it seems to be pretty good and i like it how long have you been doing it just like a week so that's why i'm still not totally Right. Sure yeah. if it's going to work or but, not. I mean, that's a good start. Sometimes yeah. I give up on things after just like two tries, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I haven't had any. I mean, it, it seems like it's my complexion is improving rather than getting worse. Like some, mm, some new sign. soaps, you know, you use and it's like your face is really red afterwards or something. Yeah. Yeah. That hasn't really happened with this. Which is nice. It's good. Yeah. Do you uh, like? Do you have to m- mix the oils right then while you're doing it, or do you like pre-mix them and just have like a little thing that you squirt it out with? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, the first couple of times I did it, I just mixed it in like a bowl mm-hmm. right before I did it to figure out because castor oil is really drying. Yeah. It like exfoliates your skin sort of so I kind of experimented with the proportions of things but I figured out it's I use like um a third castor oil and two thirds almond oil okay 
And so I put that mixture, just like a small amount in a bottle to use. And that's been working out pretty well. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. So, so far so good. I guess yeah. next time maybe I'll have an update. Yeah. See if I'm still using it or not. I'll have to start giving updates to our what we're into's to see if we're still yeah. into them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if we still recommend them or not. <laughs> Gotta say, I haven't done that um, overnight oats for myself since I <laughs> talked about it. So, <laughs> Yeah. So that's what I'm into right now. Cool. Erin, what are you into? Um, so this is a yearly thing, so it's not going to happen again for another year, but I thought I would talk about it because it's what I've been doing all weekend. Um, there is this annual event in Chicago called Open House Chicago. It's by the Chicago Architecture Foundation, and they just open up a bunch of, um, buildings throughout the city that you can tour through. So... This weekend, I've been walking through a bunch of different buildings throughout Chicago. Um, and you, it's really cool. <laughs> did you have a favorite? Yeah. <laughs> I forget what, what it's called exactly. Um, well, there were a few that were really neat. Uh, one was the Chicago Scenic Studio. They built the... They built, um, like scenes for productions um like plays and tv sets they actually do the tv set for um the station that i work for and i didn't even realize it until they showed it on the slideshow and i was like oh (laughs) 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 that's where i work but um and they do like floats for parades and stuff like that so we toured um the like the big warehouse where they make all of that stuff that was really neat um, there's also a church that we went to. Um, I forget what it's called exactly. It was a Polish church, but it was really pretty. Hmm. Um, so are the places that are open, are these mainly open for their like architectural interest or are they just, I don't know, just places that do interesting things or have interesting things inside of them or... Um, it's all kinds of stuff. So, like, I went to, like, one of the places that, um, I went to was a, like, an artist studio. It was just this guy's personal studio, and he just opened it up to the public that day. Mm. But he had a bunch of, um, artwork set up in there. That was really neat, too. And then some of them are places that are usually open to the public anyway, but it's just not, like, they don't have, like, like all all of the space open or they don't you know announce hey come in here and walk around yeah (laughs) so it's just like a day where it gets more publicity for people to come in like this church that we went to i just found it it's called holy trinity polish church and it was like the first uh polish church like the community built it um long time ago but it was uh it's open like 24 7 and anybody can come through, but I never would have known that if I hadn't gone to this open house Chicago. And it was just really beautiful inside, so many intricate details. And, like, the altar at the front was, like, really ornate. Mm. It was super cool. 
Um, I also went to the Aeon Center, which is one of the big uh, skyscrapers in Chicago. And that one was really neat because they have a... Like, the there's just a room... I don't know why it's empty, but it's just like <laughs> one of the floors at the top of the building is totally empty and it has windows all around every side of it. So you can go and see views all over um, each direction hmm. in Chicago. Hmm. And it's like right on the lake shore too. So you get a really good view of everything. Hmm. Yeah, it's a really neat thing. So if anybody out there listening lives in Chicago... And we'll remember this in a year. <laughs> you got to check it out because um, there are a lot of places and I never get to all of them that I want to. I did this last year, too. Um, but just get out there with your friends or by yourself and check some things out. Sounds fun. Nice. Yeah, it's cool. So that's what I've been into. Amy, what have you been into? Well, I have a app recommendation for today um it's just it has a really generic name it's just called the daily prayer app um i'll we'll put a link or something in the show notes but um have you all heard of know anything about the book of common prayer no nope okay well this app is basically the book of common prayer in app form so i I heard of the Book of Common Prayer a while ago and like downloaded like an ebook version of it. And there are actually different versions. Like, okay, so the Book of Common Prayer is supposed to be um, just a collection of, like, if you think of a more sort of liturgical type of church where they kind of have readings and um, sort of a more Structured. Set, yeah, a more structured yeah. service where they kind of read through the same sorts of things every time and it follows the same pattern, you know, kind of like a Catholic yeah. church or an Episcopal church or something like that. A lot of them have like a book of common prayer. And so um, and so it's basically a collection of the readings that you would go through during one of these services. So it'll start off with like a prayer of Thanksgiving and then it'll have like a reading from the Psalms and then it will have... Um, a reading from the Gospels, and then it will have, and it's just sort of a collection of these different things. Um, and so I'd heard of that, and so I downloaded this ebook a while ago and was kind of reading through it. And I really liked it in terms of like a way to spend my devotions. Like they were, they tended to be pretty short chunks of scripture, so they were easy to digest and kind of mixed in a little bit of. Um, prayer, but it was like guided prayer, so it kind of gave you more of suggestions of things to pray for rather than just being like, thank you, God, for my life, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so I really enjoyed that, but the book itself was kind of cumbersome to get through because there, cause there's like daily prayer or like morning prayer and evening prayers, and then there's the scripture reading schedule. Mm-hmm. And the scripture reading schedule usually follows the church liturgical calendar. So it'll be like around Advent, there will be certain readings for Advent that have to do with the coming of Jesus and the birth of Christ and all of that. And around Easter, there will be like Easter readings and Pentecost. And so they have like these readings that are supposed to line up with the church, like kind of holiday calendar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But because those things, you know, they aren't, they don't fall on the same date every time. They kind of tend to shift a little bit. So like Mm -hmm. the book that I had would say, you'd have to find the reading for like the, the Wednesday of the fifth Sunday after Advent or something like that. It just made it, it made it hard to get through. So I kind of, I kind of stopped doing much of that. And so anyway, long story long, um, this daily prayer app is basically the book of common prayer, but it just, it does all of like the putting the parts together for you. So you just open it up. It automatically is open to that day's reading and that time of day. So they have like, you can click on the morning prayer, the evening prayer. And um, it just kind of has little sections that you go through. And it has like the prayer of Thanksgiving and they're like the opening and then a couple of Psalms and then a couple of scripture readings and um, that kind of thing. But it makes it really easy to navigate all of that and still has the scripture combined with the guided prayer aspect of it that I enjoy. So, um, I've been using that for, I mean, it's probably, it's only been about a week for me too, but, Mm -hmm. um, it's made it a lot easier to just kind of pick up something and read it rather than, you know, have to keep up with like another list or schedule and flipping around through your Bible. It's all just (laughs) right right there. So, so yeah, that's what I've, that's what I've been into. Nice. Hmm. Yeah. Sounds pretty interesting. Yeah. It goes well with our topic for today as well. It does. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> New habits. Yeah. Would you say that is a going to become a good habit for you? Like is it going to become a habit? I I am trying to make it a habit. And actually this is a this is a good week to talk about habits cuz I actually have a few habits that I've been trying oh. to start here lately Ooh. Um, that I can talk about more if, at some point but um, <laughs> but yeah so that is a part of what I've been trying to to build into my my daily habits yeah mm-hmm. nice. cool. well let's get into it then okay um, I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say about habits because I really struggle with building good ones and getting rid of bad ones. <laughs> so um, I'm really nervous about the first question that we have on the list of things to talk about, which is what are some of your good habits? Um, I have developed one good habit recently because I had to take like this medication for my face every morning, which made me start taking my vitamins regularly every day, which I usually oh, don't do. Wow. So... So That's I've good. kept that up even though I'm finished with my medication. I'm still taking my vitamins every morning. That's okay. good. That's good. I'm excited about that. Yeah. That's a good one. I'm not good at my vitamins. Yeah. I always forgot yeah. about them before. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty good with my vitamins these days. Good job. Thanks. <laughs> what other good habits do you guys have? Um, I just have one thing under my good habits. (laughs) Well, I guess it can be like, it's more of like a routine. Like my morning and evening routines are pretty, Mm -hmm. I stick to those pretty religiously. And I have for years. That's good. That's like, 
if I don't do those things in the morning or evening, then my whole, especially evening, my whole system feels out of whack a little bit. Yeah. What so, do you do? yeah, that's what I was going to ask. So, <laughs> really, it's just basic things like in the, in the evening, which is my, the one that I stick to the most, I like take a shower in the evenings. And then after that, I brush my teeth and take out my contacts and do all that stuff and usually get some water and then go to my bed. So if I, if I'm not doing that, then I'm probably like traveling or it's just a weird day. (laughs) But like on the normal day, that's what I do. And my morning habits are, I get up and I go to the bathroom and wash my face and put in my contacts and <laughs> I mean they're yeah. basically they're like bookends to my day basically yeah keeps the day feeling like a day mm-hmm. right I don't really like my routines aren't really that strong in the morning and night so yeah I think that's a good thing like yeah. I don't shower at the same time every day and I don't like I mean I brush my teeth but <laughs> <laughs> yeah Sometimes I fall asleep before I brush my teeth. (laughs) Yeah. But I don't think I could ever be one of those people that, like, like just uses a face wipe at night to take off your makeup or sleep with your contacts in. It's just, like, something I've never been able to... Mm -hmm. I have to go through that routine. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually not... I don't feel like I have a lot of good habits either, which is why I've been working on them lately. Because, yeah, even the routine things, like I don't do it at the same time or necessarily in the same order every time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I could probably stand to be better about that, but yeah, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> what are the habits... That you're trying, or are we going to talk about that later? We could, I could go ahead and talk about it now. Um, well, my, so the things I've been starting, trying to do have to do more with staying on top of things around the house. Um, and I did this, started this after um, talking with Chris one day. We were just kind of talking about, I just feel like I'm a... Uh, I'm always behind and I'm always forgetting to do things and I was just having a bad day. <laughs> oh man, I have those days too. <laughs> yeah. And um and so he was just kind of talking to me. He's like, "I mean, I think I think we could probably figure this out and make things better. I have ideas if you want to hear them." Um <laughs> So he told me his ideas. And um so the thing to know for our listeners about my husband, Chris, is that he is, um, he's very good with structure and very good at like knowing what it is that he has to do and making sure that he does it and, um, Mm. all those sorts of things. Those are things that I, I have difficulty doing. So he just kind of suggested a few different things that he's like, these are the things that help me get through the day and stay on top of things and where I can see that maybe they would help you. So I've just kind of adopted some of the things from his system just to try because 
my own systems haven't really worked that well. Um, and so one thing that we've started is um, we call it our morning meeting. But basically, <laughs> um, basically, it's just when we first wake up in the morning, we both get out our phones and just kind of do a quick check of like, what do we have on the calendar for today? And talk about, okay, what's on your to-do list and what's on your to-do list? And just to kind of a way for both of us to make sure that we look at what's happening and we know what's going on in each other's lives and we have a chance to kind of be like, well, this is the most important thing that I need to get done today. And, uh, I need to make sure I don't forget about that. Or if there's something where somebody's going to be gone and the other person needs to know about it, you know, so it's just kind of a way for us to get, get a handle on our day. Yeah. And so that's been good because we've had a couple of instances here lately where, um, my daughter Poppy has therapy appointments occasionally, but they, um, like they, the therapists come like every other week. So it's not like an every mm. week sort of thing. And so there've been yeah. a couple of times where like the therapist shows up at our door and I'm like, Oh, I forgot you were coming today. <laughs> I'm not prepared for you. Um, so, so just like looking at the calendar and knowing someone's coming to our house at this time, I need to be ready, right. has been yeah. helpful. <laughs> um, so that's one of the habits that we've been starting. And that's been nice. That sounds like a really good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's been to good. To just for really think about your whole day before I, you get it started. Yeah, I feel yeah. like I should do something like that. Yeah, it's <laughs> a great idea. <laughs> we even like do a quick look at the weather. So if like it's a really nice day, then I can be like, oh, I need to make sure we plan to go outside or, oh, yeah. you know, so something smart. like that. So, mm-hmm. so that's been a really good one that we've just mm-hmm. started. And mm-hmm. that one is easier for me to keep because Chris is doing it too. So right. I know that like, have accountability yeah it's it's both of us having to to check on each other and then um the other ones are it's really just um I'm trying to do a 10 minute cleanup twice a day that's good yeah Yeah. short amount of time so you're not overwhelmed by it exactly and I've and I've put like a timer on my phone because part of my problem is I just forget to do things or lose track of time or put things off or whatever. So I have like a reminder that goes off on my phone at, I think it's like at 10 and then again at 4.30 in the afternoon or something. Um, And I just tell myself I'm not allowed to mark it off until I've done my 10 minute cleanup. And so it's just 10 minutes. So it's not that long. It shouldn't be that hard to do. And I don't have anything specific that I need to do during those times. It's just kind of 10 minutes for me to do whatever I feel like needs to be done. So I've used it for just catching up on dishes, you know, putting dishes in the dishwasher, unloading the dishwasher. I've used Mm -hmm. it just to like see how much of the house I can vacuum in 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, I've used it for a few of just like the less often chores that I tend to put off or avoid for long periods of time. Because really, a lot of those things you can do in 10 minutes. You just feel like it's going to take forever. So like one day, I scrubbed the bathroom sink and like the vanity Mm -hmm. and mirror area. It took 10 minutes and I was done. And I could mark off my 10-minute cleanup for the day. But um, that's usually something that I just have a really hard time getting around to doing. 
stuff right, like yeah. that. So, mm-hmm. so anyway, those are the habits that I've been working on. I feel like they have helped quite a bit. I feel like the house is in better order. I feel like I'm a little bit more on top of the things I need to do each day. Um, mm-hmm. There have been a few times where I've had to skip the two minute, the 10 minute cleanup thing. Yeah. Just because other stuff is going on or whatever. But for the most part, I've, I'm definitely doing a lot more cleaning up than I had before. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah. That's always that is good. good. So I'm hoping I can, I can keep these things up and maybe be able, like, those are just the things that I'm focusing on right now, but maybe in the future, be able to build in a few more routines that will help, I don't know, help me achieve various goals. We'll see. Yeah. 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 Those are good things. Good habits to start. Yeah. Yeah, I think I need to incorporate the 10 minute cleanup into my life. Everything falls apart like Mm -hmm. slowly, and then all of a sudden my whole place is just a wreck. Yeah. Like it is right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I like that because for some reason in my mind, when you clean the bathroom, you have to clean every fixture in the bathroom at the same time. I don't know why I think that. Right. Yeah, I I think that way too. Yeah. So I like the thought of just cleaning the sink one day, or mm-hmm. just cleaning the toilet one day. Yeah. Right. And just doing it all at once. Right. So yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's more of like a maintenance rather than getting everything sparkling clean all at once. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm just maintaining so it doesn't look disgusting. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I think the timer thing is a good idea. Well, I set reminders all the time on my phone that I ignore, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but as far as like putting a certain amount of time on something so that it's not as daunting, mm-hmm. I've done that before with like creative projects because like I want to write or something, but I like it if I just sit down with no idea of like what I want to write. And also not having like a time limit for myself. I end up just like putting it off. Yeah. Like getting distracted in the middle. But I did this project for a little while there where I was just doing like five minute writing. So I would set the timer and I would just write for five minutes and then stop whenever it was time to stop. Or if I was like actually on a roll with something good, I would keep writing. But yeah. um, And it was a lot easier than like sitting there and being like, okay, let me come up with like a whole plot of a story <laughs> or something. And yeah. yeah. Try to write that right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think a big thing with making habits is making it small. Yeah, right. small steps. Something you can attain. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and I've had the issue too with setting reminders and then ignoring them. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been, the app that I'm using is called Do, like D-U-E. Oh. And it's basically a reminder app, but it has a few extra features that make it a little bit easier to do things with so uh you can so like for my 10 minute cleanup I have like a t- I have a reminder set for 10 o'clock in the morning that's when I'm supposed mm-hmm. to do it but if like I'm in the middle of changing a diaper or something and can't start it right that second then um well first of all it can have like a like an automatic repeat 
So oh. you can set it so, you know, it'll go off at 10 and then you can set it so it goes off every 5 or 10 or 30 minutes or whatever mm. until you mark it off. So that way it'll oh, go off and you'll be like, oh, yeah, I need to do that. And then maybe you forget and then it'll go off again in 10 minutes. And be like, oh, yeah, I really need to do that. <laughs> so right. that helps. And then there's also a snooze feature. So if like, so like there are a few times it'll, it goes off, but we happen to be out of the house right then. It's like, well, like I can't right. do my 10 minute cleanups right now. So I'll yeah. hit like the one hour snooze or whatever. And then I can forget about it for a while, but then it'll go off again in an hour when I'm actually at home. And can do it. Yeah. So that gives a little bit more flexibility for me. Like I have a really hard time making sure things happen at an exact time. Mm-hmm, um, right. But with this app, I'm able to, I don't know, have a little bit more flexibility while still not having to just remember that it needs to happen or having just something beep at me every minute for a million years. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that has helped too, yeah. to have the right... Hmm. The right configuration of snoozes and all that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like me in the mornings. I'm actually hitting the snooze button. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad habit that I have. Yeah. I have like three alarms that go off and I snooze all of them <laughs> for like at least like three to four times each. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of bad habits, are there any other bad habits you all struggle with? I have like a million bad yeah. habits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like everything I do is a bad habit. Yeah. I'm a big procrastinator, so that kind of just like everything in my life is touched by that. Yeah. yeah. So I do feel like I'm always behind on stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also do small things like biting my nails and stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I pick at my nails. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say the habits that I have that are worst are, I mean, like I spend a lot of um, money on like food from shops and stuff. (laughs) I'd really like to make a good habit of um, fixing food for myself ahead of time. Mm -hmm. That's a big one for me. Me too. I want to get a crock pot. I feel like that would help me. Hmm. In some ways, perhaps it will. I have a crock pot and I've never really <laughs> used it. <laughs> but it might be a different case than me. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like whenever I get home from work, I just don't want to really do anything. And that includes cooking. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I was given the advice, not only, like recently I was given it, but also I think, I'm pretty sure... Um, our mother has given this advice to me many times. <laughs> um, just like, don't sit down when you come home if yeah. you have something you need to do first. Because no. <laughs> yeah. it just, I mean, it's so true too. I was talking about how I wanted to like exercise. Yeah. And I've decided that I don't think I can do it in the morning because it's just so hard to wake up. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I end up not doing it at night, too, because I get tired as soon as I get home. Right. And what I should really do is just start exercising as soon as I get home. Or, like, you know, just don't sit down. Put Go and, like, put on exercise clothes or something yeah. as soon as I get home and then get it out of the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I found... So I do, like... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I I did that 30 days of yoga challenge. Mm-hmm. I found oh, yeah. that, like, those kind of challenges help me with... Well, that one helped me with the exercising thing. Because I feel like I'm more willing to take, like, 30 minutes when I get home to do something. Doesn't necessarily have to be yoga. Like, go on a walk or, I don't know, do some other kind of video. Hmm. Yeah. But you kind of got to, you need to have it, like, set up in your head already. Yeah, like, like, I'm going to do this. what I'm going to do today. Yeah. And it also... I think because it's like a 30 day challenge, it's like it's you have an end point and you have a goal to reach, which helps. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's 30 days, so it's long enough to kind of make an impression. Yeah. But it's not super long that it's daunting. So. Yeah, I think it's kind of interesting um, how how different people will make different habits um like you said like for some people sort of a challenge a short-term mm-hmm. challenge kind of thing will get them motivated to maybe start a new habit yeah but then there are other people I'm going to use my husband as an example again because he's <laughs> I feel like we're all kind of similar but he's he's very different so yeah, mm-hmm. um so he's the sort of person like he will not start something until he wants to and feels like he can just continue it indefinitely so he would never be interested Mm -hmm. in a 30-day challenge he'd be like what's the point in doing something for just 30 days you know (laughs) it's a lifestyle change yeah so for him like he'll you know he'll be kind of resistant to making any sort of a change until he just decides this is a change I'm going to make and I'm going to stick with it for forever (laughs) something that I can stick with for forever and he he does it which is really impressive. Like I, yeah. I can't stick yeah. with stuff for that long. But it, yeah. he really has to like be ready to. You know, he's totally bought into right. it. So, yeah. like an example, um, like he has diabetes, so he has to pay attention to his diet and stuff. And so, when he first mm-hmm. got diagnosed, you know, it kind of took a little while to figure out how am I going to manage this and what do I need to do and all these sorts mm-hmm. of things. And at some point, and I mean, he tried some different things. Um, I didn't really feel like anything was being that easy. And then at some point he just decided, I'm going to say that I'm going to eat, um, I'm going to stay under this certain amount of carbs each day. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's that's just what I'm going to do so I can, you know, make sure I know how much I'm eating and ration things out right. and all of that. Yeah. So, um, so that's what he decided. And from that day on, like, Every single day he counts all of his carbs and he records it in a little thing and he knows exactly how much he's eaten. And I mean, there's occasionally the day where, you know, we're out or something happens and he has a little more. But for the most part, he he stays in that range that he set for himself like a year or more ago. And um, and and it has helped him manage things and stay healthy and lose weight and all kinds of stuff. But it wasn't until he decided that he was ready to just do that forever that <laughs> right. he was going to make that change. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I definitely don't think that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish I did, though. Like, I really, 
I talk about this uh, same thing with my boyfriend because he does the he's the same way where he like it's a lifestyle change for him. Mm-hmm. So he does a lot of like exercising and like meal prep stuff and like he just started it one day and that's just what he does now. Yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and I'm like, how do you do that? Like I I if I do it for a full week, I'm like, oh wow, good for me. Yeah. And then I just like let go of it the next week. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just look back fondly on it and say, I did it once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a good experience. <laughs> yeah, I'm really good at trying things out. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> the actual—it's usually to just it. more of an experiment than yeah. yeah, building a habit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, how do you make a good habit? <laughs> <laughs> do you just have to be the right mentality? Well, um, have you either of you read uh, "Better Than Before" by Gretchen Rubin? No, I've read half I've of, it. of it. I've okay. read half. Of it. <laughs> I've read, I don't think I've finished the whole thing either, but I've read enough into it to have learned some things. And um, (laughs) so she, I think, does a good job of kind of talking about this and how when you're building habits, you really do have to think about the type of person you are and how you best respond to things. Because there are some people, you know, like my husband, who will just decide that they're going to do it and they're just going to do it. And then there are some people like me who have a really hard time just sticking to things. And um, it really does vary a lot on personality. And so different personalities will have to approach habit making in different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, So like one of the things that I thought would be kind of interesting to talk about are she has she's kind of split people up into four, I think she calls them four tendencies. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so she has like the four tendencies that people tend to be that relate to how they make habits. And, um, Mm. it really has a lot to do with like how you approach expectations. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, the first tendency is the upholders. And so the upholders are people who are just, who really thrive on fulfilling any type of expectation. So whether it's an expectation that they put on themselves, like I'm going to, you know, run a mile every day or whatever. Um, Or if it's an expectation put on them by someone else. Um, You know, it's just Maybe they're in a group that's going to, maybe they're in a book club or something and they're going to read this book. Then they're going to, they're going to make sure that they have the reading done by the time or, you know, that kind of thing. So those are the upholders and those are the people who have the easiest time starting new habits because they just have Mm -hmm. to be like, I'm going to do this. And then they just do it. Um, (laughs) They're just really motivated by meeting those expectations. I know, right? (laughs) How do you get to be born one of those people? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not an upholder. Um, and then there are the obligers, which I feel like that's what I am. And so the obligers. I've, yeah, I've heard Gretchen Rubin. I listen to her podcast sometime, and I've heard her talk about obligers before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so the obligers are people who have difficulty um, meeting their own expectations, like internal expectations, but they do well with external expectations. 
Yeah. So I feel like, like for me, I, I always have a hard time if there's just something I want to do or feel like I should be better at. I have a really hard time making that happen. But right. if somebody else is expecting something from me, then I, I have, I have a real sense of responsibility that I need to do it. Yeah. Right. So I think I'm that too. Yeah. yeah. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so like I did really well in school. I was always really good at like turning things in on time and completing the assignments and doing all the reading because somebody mm-hmm. out there was expecting me to do it. And I did well at work because there were deadlines and people needed things by a certain time. Um, yeah. So like at school and work, people around me saw me as like really kind of an on top of it and organized person. But then I come mm-hmm. home and it's just me having to come up with what I do and I don't look yeah. nearly as organized. So so those are your obligers. And I think those are what most people are. I think that's the highest percentage of mm-hmm. people. Um, and then you have the questioners. And those, I think that like that's what my husband is. Um, and so those are people who... Um, they will fulfill internal expectations, but not necessarily external ones, I guess is the simplest way to say it. But really it's about um, they have to decide that it is something worth doing. So, I mean, they'll still can be very responsible people and do what they are supposed, what other people expect them to do, but they're only going to do it if they feel like it is important for them as well. You know, they aren't just going to do, you know, everybody's like, hey, everybody, let's, uh, I don't know. I can't think of anything. A good example here. (laughs) You know, it's like like the, it's more about like the value of their own time, what they are. Yeah. Every minute or like is needs to be well spent yes yes so they aren't going to just do something because somebody else tells them that that's a good idea or that's a good thing to try to do like they have to decide that for themselves that it is something worth doing and then they're very good at hold um at meeting those expectations because it has it has a lot of intrinsic value to them Mm -hmm. that's what gives them motivation right and then there are the rebels who don't like to feel like they're meeting anyone's expectations, <laughs> basically. Um, you know, they aren't. I feel like I have moments of that, too. Yeah. Like, like, I'm really good about, like, work responsibilities and, like, friends, people who care about me and stuff. But mm-hmm. when I was in school, I feel like I was more like, I don't understand it. <laughs> like, I don't want to do this because mm-hmm. people want me to do it. Yeah. 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 I could see you having a bit of the rebel streak in you. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably certain things that I just like don't value at all myself. Like I hate it. You know, deadlines at school. For some reason, I just like could not make myself meet them. Mm. Even if I was like interested in the subject, I was just like, ugh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's repulsive to me. (laughs) So, yeah, that's more like a rebel tendency. And even like for themselves, they just hate thinking. You know, even if there's something like they want to improve about themselves, they have a really hard time with just saying, I'm going to do this or I'm going to expect this of myself. They're just like, I don't, I'm just going to well, go with the, the flow. what are the tips for and, them? 
don't remember. Because uh. I assume, I mean, an obliger, you've got to have like somebody that holds you accountable and stuff like that. Uh-huh. I'm guessing that's how you like reach your goals is to have like a friend that you tell, mm-hmm. hey, I'm I'm trying to do this. Will you talk to me about it and yeah. ask me how it's going and things? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what the rebels have to do exactly. That's a good question. Oh, I gotta look that I need, up. I need to, <laughs> need to reread the book or whatever. Um, oh, but then she also has what she calls distinctions, which are kind of ways that different people work. And some of that is like, are you a morning person or a night person? Mm. You know, if you're if you're more of a night owl than a morning person, then it's going to be really difficult for you to create a bunch of morning time habits. You right. Know, like you need to think about where you're actually at your best. Yeah. Um, and then, but there was one where she talks about, oh, um, am I a familiarity lover or a novelty lover? And, um, she gives an example, like for some people, like doing the same thing all the time in the same way, in the same place, brings them a lot of comfort and um, makes it easier for them to keep a habit. So maybe like your habit is something like writing for five minutes every day. Well, if you're a familiarity lover, then you would want to have like a certain chair that you sit in and maybe you have like you know, you always have your coffee in this certain notebook and this certain pen in this certain place and at this certain time, and it just becomes a very familiar place for you to do that five minutes of writing or something. Mm-hmm. But if you're a novelty lover, then doing that in the same place every day would kind of like stifle you and it would drive you crazy. Yeah, so, I feel like that. Yeah. I relate to that more. So, like a novelty lover might, you know, they still want to do like their five minutes of writing, but they, instead of doing it in the same place every time, they go to a different location each time they do it. You know, whether that's just a different place in their house or maybe they're a few different um, places, you know, like a coffee shop they go to one day and a park they go to another right. day or, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, a novelty lover. So that might be something that like rebels would get more enjoyment out of. Um, right. You know, maybe there's that something they want nice to accomplish to all the time, but they they do things to kind of mix it up and make it feel different and allow them to have kind of some choice mm-hmm. in that habit. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like um, with my ten minute cleanup thing, I kind of am going by that idea. Like I'm doing ten minutes of cleaning something but I don't have any sort of structure or list or schedule in terms of what I am cleaning in those 10 minutes so it can be whatever is bugging me the most or whatever feels the most important or just whatever sounds the least unenjoyable (laughs) 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 you know like it sounds more like like more fun to vacuum than scrub dishes right now so I'll just vacuum you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. so um because I feel like I'm a little bit more of a novelty lover yeah so having that choice in there gives me a little flexibility and I I still kind of feel like I'm not so tied down to one thing. Right. You can follow your moods a little bit more. Right. Because yeah. I've tried like cleaning schedules before and like doing certain things on certain days and that has never 
worked at yeah, all. I struggle with that too. <laughs> like I'm going to do laundry on this day every week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fails. Yeah. So, so I feel like that's one thing that maybe someone who's more of a rebel or just a person who likes a little more variety would probably find helpful. Were there any others? Something to think about. Well, any other of the distinctions? Yeah. Yeah, there are quite a few, actually. Um, what are some of the interesting ones? Oh, one is, do I like to take small steps or big steps? Mm. Oh, I like to take big steps. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know really <laughs> what. <this> book? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm very interested. I'm learning a lot of stuff about myself right now. <laughs> Um, this kind of makes me think of like, if you've, if you've read like the KonMari decluttering book. I haven't, but I'm also familiar with that. Yes. So one of the arguments that she makes in that book is that a lot of decluttering gurus will tell you to like spend, spend just a few, 15 minutes each day decluttering one part of your house and with the idea that like. Over time, that accumulation will build up and you'll have a habit of decluttering and you will have accomplished your goal of cleaning out your house. And um, and based on this thing with Gretchen Rubin, she says that that will probably work for some people who like to take small steps, who like to feel like things are broken down into bite-sized chunks that they can easily achieve and they can see kind of the accumulation of those results over time. But then, Mm -hmm. like, with the KonMari method, she says it's better to just, like, do it all at once. Mm -hmm. Like, make make it a big... Oh, yeah, because it's so much more satisfying when you get it done. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) So instead of, like, just doing a little bit and being like, well, I mean, I got that part done, but there's still so much more to do. If you're taking big steps, it's like, wow, I got this huge thing done, and it immediately makes an effect... And um, like, so for some people, that's a much bigger boost and much bigger motivation to keep going because you see a bigger effect all at once rather than just yeah, right. a little bit over time. So, um, so that's one of them that I thought was kind of interesting because I think mm-hmm. a lot of times when you're thinking of habits, um, people tend to think of it in the small steps yeah. Kind of way. Yeah, people are always saying that. Yeah, kind like of stuff. take like, it slow, oh, break one, it down. One day at a time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but for some people, like they really need to have at least take an initial big step so they can see the good results of that. And that oh, gives that's more motivation. Totally me. Yeah. yeah. So that's one of them. That's a good thing to know about yourself. Um, let's see. What else? Oh, oh, this one's kind of interesting. It's more of like how you think about things. Are you promotion-focused or prevention-focused? So mm-hmm. she says that like promotion-focused people are going to concentrate on achievement and, on, and advancement, on getting more love, praise, or pleasure. And so when they are pursuing a goal, it is so they will have, I don't know, maybe so they will have more time for... Um, creativity or maybe they will feel more peaceful in their home or they will um, have more energy from being healthier or something like that yeah yeah so that's a promotion focused person a prevention focused person is going to 
think about things more in terms of what they want to avoid. So they'll try to eat healthier in order to um, lower their cholesterol. Not, yeah, like lower <laughs> my cholesterol or not get sick or, um, you know, not mm. not have the house turn to chaos or um, it's just kind right. of a different way of framing it. It's I think almost it could like, still be the same habit. It's almost like optimistic and pessimistic. Almost, yeah. In a way. Yeah. But I just think, like, for some people, it's more motivating to try to prevent something that you really don't want to happen. Yeah. And other people, that just feels depressing and it's more motivating to try to add more value to your life or something like that. Right. What do you guys think you are out of that? I think I'm probably more promotion focused. I think so too. Yeah. Although some things I think are more prevention focused. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It really depends on the situation, but I do think I'm more thinking about like, oh, what things could be and like the good side of things. (laughs) Yeah. I think when it comes to like exercising, it's more prevention focused for me. Like, mm. I got to start mm. now <laughs> so I can have a, well, I guess it's like, I don't know. I got to start now so I can have a healthy life, which is yeah. kind of yeah. both in a weird way. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I think that's what prevention focus probably is, is it's not really like a pessimistic view, but it it's. It's just what it, it's just prevention, yeah. you know. Yeah. That's like, you know, doctors and dentists are telling you to keep yourself. Yeah, brush your teeth so yeah. you don't get cavities. Brush your teeth, brush your teeth every day, you know. Yeah. yeah. Rather than being like, brush your teeth so you'll have a sparkling smile. <laughs> right. It's more about maintenance and prevention focused, I yeah. guess. Or yeah. more about, yeah. you know. Maybe I'm more prevention focused than... Maybe so. Hmm, maybe. Hmm, I need to think about this. About myself. Yeah. And then another one, I think I know what we probably all are, but am I a finisher or an opener? Mm. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what does it mean? I feel like some of this stuff, like there's not a good, si- <laughs> there's not a good side of one of these. Yeah. Like, that's, that's true. There are definitely some that seem like, easier to make habits happen right let's see let me see if uh this paragraph has any (laughs) any good stuff about openers (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay so her um her suggestion is kind of similar to what we were talking about before with the novelty versus familiarity Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. So she talks about like, for instance, if you are trying to get like she uses the habit of like blogging regularly or something like that. Right. Um, she says that she is a, a finisher. So she has one blog and she, you know, posts on it. You know, she wants to have so many posts on it each week. And when she's finished those posts for the week, then she's. She's done with the week and she's ready for the next one. But she only has like the one thing that she's working on. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Um, but then she has a friend who also wants to blog more regularly. But rather than just focusing on the one thing, they like start up new sites all the time and are always kind of or starting a new series or starting a new um, a new post type or, mm. you know, so they're always right. kind of switching it up within that thing that they're trying to achieve. I yeah. see. Yeah, that sounds like me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like I tend to, uh, like I have ideas for doing those sorts of things, but I, I don't, I don't feel like I'm particularly successful at that type of thing. Like I think I do better when I, when I stick to one, one type of thing, but I don't know. And then she like gives an example of exercising, which I don't know, maybe I would do better with more, uh, more variety but um you know like one person they want to exercise more so they will just go to like the same class every week or you know go to a gym and lift the same you know they have the same kind of like weight lifting routine whereas another person wants to exercise more but you know they'll run one day and they'll go to the gym one day and they'll go to a class one day and they'll yeah go hiking one day and um they'll always kind of try to find new things to do to meet that exercising goal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So I think it's just about being creative. I'm learning a lot of valuable stuff from not reading. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's a pretty good book. It is. Pretty interesting. I check it out. Mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about routines of famous creative people because I always find those interesting yeah um oh yeah like what they do every day like what they're how they break down their day yeah because they're i don't know who first made this infographic thing but it's like it's like a clock and they they have all of the colors with that designate what these people have done We'll do. We'll put a link to one of the sites that has this infographic on it. Yes, I haven't seen this. Oh, oh, so yeah. <laughs> it's pretty Love interesting. It. Well, th- what I found interesting was that a lot of these people do this same type of things every day. Like, of course, everybody sleeps, and then they have like primary work time. They have social and meal time. They have. Like, almost everybody has some sort of exercise time. And then there are a couple other categories called other work and making ends meet that they have on this chart. So, for instance, Beethoven. Yes. He would, let's see, he would sleep until 6 a.m., wake up. He would have breakfast and coffee and in each... He would have 60 beans per cup of coffee and counted them out one by one for a precise dose every day. <laughs> wow. And then <laughs> that took about half an hour and then he would compose from 6.30 till like dinner, which was, looks like four o'clock about. Mm-hmm. And then he'd have dinner and then he'd have a long, vigorous walk, always carried a pencil and a couple of sheets of music paper in his pocket. Mm-hmm. Then he would stop 
at a tavern to read the newspaper and then have another simple supper before going to bed around, looks like, 10 o'clock. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I find these kinds of things interesting just to see how people broke up their day. Well, I think I... I came upon this infographic when I was studying um, sleep patterns. Oh, yeah. Because hmm. I was really interested in, like, coming up with a different sleep pattern for myself <laughs> for a long time. And I still am, even though I know, like, it's really not a very reasonable thing for people who work 9 to 5 to try to change yeah. sleep. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and I that's how I came upon this, too, because some of the famous people they recorded had like different types of sleep schedules mm-hmm. than your average like sleep mm-hmm. for eight hours you know yeah they would do yeah. the whole like sleep for four hours and then wake up for two hours and then sleep for another four hours or they'd have like a couple of naps in the middle of the day mm-hmm. or something yeah mm-hmm. but it really is interesting to see how everything is broken up and works out differently for different people yeah like this guy mm-hmm. balzac I'm not sure what mm-hmm. he did, but he slept from He's an author, I think. Yeah, 6 p.m. until it looks like 1 a.m. and then he would write from 1 a.m. till 8 a.m. and then take about an hour and a half nap and then work some more. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's an interesting sleep yeah. schedule. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've read about that before. It's called like broken sleeper second sleeper mm-hmm. yeah i've actually been having that a lot recently just not naturally on purpose i've been waking up for like an hour in the middle of the night at like three o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really strange but then i'm like really sleepy in the day so oh. i don't go to bed early enough yeah, yeah. but yeah what do you do do you do anything but- I haven't been doing anything because I just want to, like, go back to sleep. (laughs) So I get on my phone, you know, which, like, the light for my phone isn't supposed is probably, like, not helping me go back to sleep. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I am thinking maybe I should just, like, get up and, like, write something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It'd probably be pretty interesting to see what you do (laughs) when you go back to sleep and wake up. Like, oh, that's an interesting thought I had at 3 (laughs) a.m. Right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, apparently that's like a natural thing that y- it used to be very common. Mm-hmm. People would just wake up for a couple of hours at yeah. night. Um, yeah. Gustave Flaubert, who wrote Madame Bovary, mm-hmm. his, what he calls his real work time, because there is another like part that's, I guess, other work. His real work time started at 9.30 p.m. and went until 3 a.m. and then he went to sleep Man. and yeah. slept until um, 10 a.m. That's the kind of schedule I'd like yeah. to have. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm definitely a night owl if I were able to let myself be Yeah, there. yeah. Yeah, I feel like that, uh, like that second sleep sort of thing was very common amongst creatives or like intellectual yeah. type people because like yeah. that middle of the night time your brain just sort of 
works a little differently. You don't have the distractions of Mm -hmm. the rest of the day or any other demands on your time. You can just kind of be in your own head for a while. Yeah, right. And I think there is something to just... I mean, maybe we should do a whole other episode on sleep sometime. (laughs) I'm just... I'm really fascinated by the subject of, like, consciousness and... Hmm. and yeah, because you're sometimes be when you sleep, apparently sleep is like there's the theory that the reason why we need to sleep is to make connections in our mind, mm-hmm. you know, uh-huh. between, mm-hmm. you know, all of the stuff that we take in during the day that we. Yeah, it's like you have just like don't piece together. Don't do an all nighter before a test because. Right. You're not. It's not actually going to yeah. help you. You won't retain it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So I wonder if that second sleep thing has to do with just like after you've had some time to kind of like piece some stuff together, you wake up and you're like, oh, let me get some of that out. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I found interesting was Maya Angelou. She, when she worked, she would always go to a hotel or motel room. That's what it says mm-hmm. on here. Hmm. So she, I guess, to get out of... Her house, yeah, but also be not distracted, I guess, because you'd be alone. Mm-hmm. Right. I like that yeah, idea. Yeah, I do too. She, so did she do that like every day or like <laughs> a lot? Know. Or were these just like special writing times? Like a retreat. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's... it's you think she would have like been writing a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it says work always in hotel or motel rooms. Huh. And then she would reread that, what she wrote, and then she would prepare dinner, and then she would read what she wrote to her husband, (laughs) and then go Mm -hmm. to sleep. (laughs) Hmm. Hmm. Maybe she knew somebody who worked at a hotel or something. Maybe. It's just like, use this room. (laughs) (laughs) You can use this for free. No one's in here for a few Hmm. hours. (laughs) yeah I don't know I always find it kind of interesting when you read about these things how so many of these people seem very structured in their days oh I have a quote yeah oh what is it I liked this quote it's also this Gustave Faubert who we just talked about Mm -hmm. he said Be regular and orderly in your life so that you may be violent and original in your work. Mm. I think I've heard that before. Yeah. Yeah, I like that quote. It's a good quote to... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Have you all ever heard of decision fatigue? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I think that must be a lot of it. Like if you have these very structured habits... Like, you know that you're going to have coffee with 60 beans in it every morning or whatever. Yeah. Then that's stuff that you just don't have to think about during the day. So when you sit down to compose or whatever, Mm -hmm. you you have all of your brain power left. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's the big big motivator. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, it, it like gets your mind ready to be creative in a way if you're doing the same thing and you know that mm, when you do like this and kind you of do a this trigger. then it's time to like get into that space mm-hmm. yeah right mm-hmm. which is good 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's one of the main reasons I want to work on my habits more because mm-hmm. I feel like I just spend a lot of time like trying to figure out how I'm going to take care of different things or, you know, get all of the menial stuff yeah. out of the way. Yeah, and do I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I have the time or the energy or the brain power to do anything that I want to do anything creative or fun or. Right. It just seems overwhelming at that point. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I have that problem a lot too. Mm-hmm. We got to get it together. <laughs> we <do. laughs> Maybe we should be our accountability to each other. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Or we could use a podcast as an accountability thing. Yeah. Yeah. Every week. So how are you doing on your thing? I'm doing very good. <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> Let's see. Do we have any other uh, any other thoughts on habits? I just want to make some good habits now. Yeah. Yeah. L- yeah. I've got some ideas. I need to. Yeah. Start getting my days in order mm-hmm. yeah there's always the if you do it and then there's like the have some sort of reward yeah mm-hmm. maybe I should do something like that I always go over the top on rewards <laughs> though <laughs> yeah <laughs> I feel like I have trouble with the re- I have a hard time with putting sort of artificial deadlines or rewards on myself. Yeah. And I like saying, I have to get this done by this time and then I can do this or... Yeah. Right. And then you're like, like why? I, I could just do that anyway because I'm a grown right. up. And- <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I could eat this piece of chocolate right now. <laughs> I could be eating it while I do this thing. <laughs> right. I could eat it instead of doing this thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have, I've, I've found that that doesn't usually work very well for me. Yeah. But some people, I think, I think it does yeah. work for, so... I think it would have to be a some sort of reward you can't actually do until you do the thing, but I don't know how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> how do you set up that system? <laughs> Other than having someone to be accountable to. Right. Well, are we ready to move on to our random internet quiz of the week? Sure. Yes. All right. So we decided... Which one are we doing? The... Okay, so we're going to, we're looking at the BuzzFeed quiz, since we're getting close to Halloween, which knockoff Halloween costume should you wear? Yes. So, uh, (laughs) who'd like to go first? I can go first. Okay. (laughs) All right. I got Kansas Girl. Hmm. <laughs> You're the type of person who, who can really appreciate the simple things in life. Fresh air, windmills, your house. You find the purest joys and the tiniest pleasures. Now frolic through some fields, Kansas girl. So it's like a knockoff of Dorothy. Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> a gingham dress and some braids. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Nice. What'd you get, Aaron? I got adult billionaire. 
You love to be in front of the crowd, and you know how to work an audience. As adult billionaire, your love for the limelight will only be enhanced by a fabulous suit and even more fabulous wig. There is no doubt your wit and charisma will get people talking. Is that supposed to be like a Trump? <laughs> I don't know. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Probably. Maybe. Huh. That might not Fabulous be what you want to go with this year. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> might have a different effect. But um, I got celebrity chef. You're an incredibly confident and self-assured person, and deservedly so. You never shy away from making bold decisions, and you always know which steps are right for you. Very few people could pull off dressing as a celebrity chef, but you're one of them. <laughs> Good job. Ooh, congratulations. <laughs> so. All Yay. right. Well, we'll put that quiz, the link to that quiz on our show notes. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Well, I think that's it for today. Yay. So everybody be sure to check out uh, mysistersays.co for the show notes. We'll provide links to the quizzes and uh, some of the things we've been talking about here, the infographic and uh, various things. And be sure to leave us some of your feedback, your suggestions and comments. We'd love to hear what you all think of the show and what you'd like to hear about in the future. And um, let us know what are some of your best or worst habits and what tips do you have for starting new ones or breaking bad ones. And of course, let us know what knockoff Halloween costume you should be wearing this year. <laughs> All right. So until next time. Bye. 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 Bye.